Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a coworker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to this episode. Today I'm going to talk about something I haven't spoken of very often. It's something that really, really, really hurts. It hurts me when I am working with a person who has been with a chronically difficult person, a relentlessly difficult person, um, and they have been raising a child or are raising a child together. And I know because of the things that are going on in the relationship, that the child is being emotionally abused. So I want to talk today about some insights into understanding emotional abuse of children. And we often don't realize how much children are taking in. In fact, in some of the research, it's quite clear that the children who are going to become the hijackals of the world or the children who are going to be mostly subjected to the hijackals of the world are getting these inclinations before the age of three. That's how important the emotional, psychological environment of the home is. It is so very important. So I wanted to talk about that today because abuse is any behavior that is designed to control or dominate another person. Any behavior that is designed to control or dominate another person. So by nature, hijackals are going to be abusive. Now, you know that I talk about it all the time. I'm always talking about what life is like if you were raised by a hijackal, a relentlessly difficult person, whether you are with one, you have a friend, you have a partner, you have an ex, you have a coworker or a boss, all of these things impact you as an adult. But that child, that little child has no other way to be in the world. They have no one else to look up to. They have no choice. So this is something that's so close to my heart, and I'm sure that it touches yours as well. So let's think about this. Abuse is any behavior that is designed to control or dominate another person. So very fine line between being able to guide your children and to dominate and control them. And whether that domination and control is through fear or humiliation or intimidation, maybe isolation, and then that nasty one, guilt, or blaming all the time, or manipulation, or denial. All of it is emotional abuse. So emotional abuse is 
any abuse that is emotional rather than physical. So what does it sound like look like? It can include belittling or discounting or manipulating the emotions of another person. And the big one that happens to children so frequently is the constant criticism. Yes, it can be less obvious than that. Maybe it's just continuous disapproval or can't be good enough. Or the parent just refuses to ever be really pleased by another person in another way. Or it can be giving children age-inappropriate behaviors or engaging in age-inappropriate confidences. You know, I have had clients where the child has become the confidant of the person who we call the hijackal. Where I think of one in particular where the mother had such a need to have her woes listened to that she started using her oldest child, he was 11, and telling him, you know, your father's no good, your father doesn't care about you. She just needed to unload, and she would also go so far as to tell that child all about her marital difficulties and made him into an adult, absolutely took away his childhood. And in a sense, that mother was more married to her 11-year-old son than she was to her husband. She had become so dependent on him, that child, to listen. And that's emotional abuse. That child had no, absolutely no experience to even know what his mother was talking about. And yet he knew that it made him special to ha be listened to and, and to be part of that confidant, that confidential information. And so a very, very seriously disturbed bond was created between that mother and that son. And so that's what I mean by age-inappropriate confidences. And when a child tries to, sorry, when a parent tries to engage a child to take his or her side, like it was in that case, against the other parent, that is emotional abuse. And there are many other things that are. And I'll give you a few. I know that, that these are a few from a book called The Psychologically Battered Child. And I found these on a website called preventchildabuse.org. So I'm going to talk about the ones that were listed there in my own way, but just to go through the behaviors that are listed there. So one that I know very well because I was raised by a hijackal set of parents, which is the rejection. And interestingly enough, emotional abuse can occur, of course, when there is no hijackal parent. Just somebody who is in a bad mood or has an anger issue or didn't want the child and therefore takes out their resentment on the child. So it's certainly not limited to having a hijackal parent. Um, but I'm talking about that as we go through here because the show is about dealing with a hijackal and help for handling hijackals. So I will bring that in, but you don't have to be, have a hijackal parent to be emotionally abused. And rejecting a child, a child can feel rejection. I don't know if you knew this or not. The child can feel rejection in the womb. Really. 
you can feel like you're not wanted, that you're coming into a hostile environment, that you the children can hear before they're born. They're aware of what's going on. And that's where it all begins. So rejection, the parent, the caregiver, just doesn't want to acknowledge the child or value the child or even that the child has legitimate needs. That seems to be impossible. And if you had a hijackal parent, what the hijackal parent will do is they'll overindulge you in praise when you are doing something that makes them look good. And they will underindulge you in giving you any attention at all for who you are. They will undermine and devalue your needs and your worth unless you are performing well and making them look good. Now, that's an awful situation for a child that doesn't have a talent or some ability to make their parents look good. Very difficult. So rejection is emotional abuse of a child. And then isolation is also emotional abuse. The the adult cuts the child off from having normal social experiences or from forming friendships and makes the child believe that he or she is alone in the world. A client was telling me the other day that their their grandchild who had found a friend at preschool, so excited about having a friend and she talked about that friend all the time. But then her hijackal father and her very, very passive mother decided to take the child out of school for three weeks and go to the seaside and have a vacation. And that was sad in its own way. But when the child came back to preschool, her little friend had moved on and found another friend. So when she came back, she had lost that friend and that was very isolating. So it can happen in the home. It can happen because of the home. So rejection and isolation. The third one I want to talk to you about is terrorizing. You know, this is where the adult creates a climate of fear and bullies and frightens the child and makes the child believe that the world is hostile or that the world will have its way with it and can can catch them off guard. And often in situations of emotional abuse, we're talking about terrorizing, the adult terrorizes the child and then laughs at the child's fear. Very much emotionally abusing because how is that child going to have any idea of how he or she fits in the world, what's important, how to stay safe, how to think about the world as a safe place? They can't. So it's very emotionally abusing. And similarly to isolation is ignoring the child. It, the child is just left to their own devices. They don't get the stimulation and the response of this they need. They're not engaged in, with and they're not encouraged. They're just kind of left to fend on their own. And they're not not interested in the child, the parent becomes emotionally abusive by being absent, by being uh, not recognizing the child's needs, not recognizing the child's existence sometimes. That's abuse. It really is. You shouldn't have children that you are not going to care for and show interest in and help develop them. And I know 
that's pie in the sky in so many ways. But really, in a world that works where everyone's valued, we need that. So we have rejection and isolation and terrorizing and ignoring. And then we have corrupting. And this is where the adult encourages the child. and actually encourages the child to behave badly in destructive and antisocial behavior. And when the child behaves badly, they kind of go, whoa, that's my kid. And they allow them to behave in ways that fails to give them any social equipment for behaving in society in appropriate ways. Again, I was with a client the other day where the um, hijackal father, who was now an ex, was actually uh, observed because there was an event that the mother had to go to, and she w she observed that the child, who was usually quite well behaved with her, was behaving outrageously and badly and rudely and he was being encouraged by his father he was yeah that's my kid yeah it's all right with me that that child speaks that way yeah well you know just so horrible so that parent was emotionally abusing the child by corrupting their idea of how to be socially fit how to fit in socially and behave in socially appropriate ways. And then two more. One is verbally assaulting the child. You've, you've seen that in a store. I'm sure you have because I have seen it so many times. That's where the adult humiliates the child, calls the child names and makes big threats and harsh threats and and are sarcastic to children who have no ability in brain development in order to understand sarcasm. And so they beat the child's self-esteem down. And this is truly emotionally abusive. And the last one is overpressuring. Now remember these things that I've given you. <clears throat> seven things. You don't have to be a hijackal to be doing these. Anyone can be emotionally abusing their child by doing these things. So overpressuring. That's when the adult imposes extreme pressure on a child to behavior, succeed or achieve in ways that are far beyond the child's capability. And you've heard these parents at games and at dance class and in various places where there's competition and they are just pushing, 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 pushing. And the child doesn't believe that their parent likes them, definitely doesn't love them, but doesn't even like them if they're not really good at something and making the parent look good and feel good. So rejecting, isolating, terrorizing, ignoring, corrupting, verbally assaulting, and overpressuring, all of these things, did they happen to you? They certainly happened to me. One of the reasons that I do what I do in the world is because when I was brought up in this way and went on to marry somebody who fit the bill as well, I had no help. There was nowhere for me to turn. Nobody understood. And when it became obvious to me what had happened, of course, by then I had a doctorate in psychology, but I be why did I have this big interest in psychology? Well, I was trying to figure out my own life. 
And so that's why I developed all the programs that I do to help because if you've been emotionally abused as a child, all of that stuff is in there. It got put in there without your permission from way early in your life when your brain was undeveloped. You know, our brain grows till we're 25 years old. So many markers along the way. We don't have all of the things that we need until we're fully 25. So emotional abuse is often more subtle than the systematic wearing away of their self-esteem and self-confidence. Emotional abuse cuts to the core of a child's being and creates scars and impressions and perceptions that are far deeper and longer lasting than physical ones. So an attempt to distort or undermine a child's perception of the world is emotional abuse. So for the rest of the episode, I want to talk to you about an example that happened fairly recently when I was talking with a client. And she told me that her husband, and you know, I have clients in many countries because I do my work through video conferencing. So I know that this applies throughout the world and in many cultures that I have interacted with. And this woman told me that her husband, without talking to her, had told the children that they were getting a divorce. Imagine what this potentially did to the children. So the husband did not confer with his wife, did not make a decision or any agreement, just wanted to be the one who told the children. So there are many things that are wrong with this in this case. One, the parents had not even yet decided between them that they were going to get a divorce. And now they're off, he's off telling the children. The parents did not have a conversation with the children together. Now, if they had decided they were going to tell the children, it's very important to tell the children together, if possible. What else is wrong? The children, in my opinion, were being used as pawns in the game of make mommy wrong. And that's what this father did. He was making a case for make mommy wrong. Another thing that was wrong with it were the children's lives were disrupted by information that could only cause an emotional upheaval for them. And in this case, this information was, was inaccurate. And that's terrible. What are you going to do then? How are you going to go back? You decide not to get a divorce and you've got to go back and tell the children that daddy misspoke? It's all going to be on mummy again. I can bet you that that's what's going to happen. So the children were very, very, very unhappy. They were very disrupted. It was horrible. And then again, another thing, the parents may not be getting a divorce. So that's leaving the children confused and unnecessarily upset. And the last thing that I saw that was wrong with this case immediately was the father was attempting to get the children to be on his side. He was attempting to alienate the children from their mother already. He wanted to be the one who told them so he could be the one in the right, so he could discount and dismiss and demean their mother, and he could bring the children on to his side. So emotionally abusive for the children. He purposefully played with their emotions 
and with the intent of making them side with him as he went into detail about it being mummy's bad temper that was causing the divorce. So this father was not thinking of his children. He was thinking only of himself and he was manipulating the situation to his advantage. Do you see the emotional abuse all over this case? And these children are under the age of 10. They have no ability to comprehend the idea of divorce except in a self-referential way. So it's abusive to tell them that a divorce was pending when no such thing has been decided. The children are too young to process this information. At their ages, they're very concerned with parental approval and love as well as for their own survival, and they have no ability to separate out things using logic and consequences. So another problem with this scenario at this age, the children will at some level believe and internalize that there was something they could have done or something they can do, something to prevent this, or they may be taking it in and thinking it is their fault so sad. This is true. Whether or not they give voice to it, that's what they're thinking because that's what their brains are capable of at that time. That's what their brains are doing to make sense of the world at that age. So no, know for sure that this is not alarmist thinking on my part. This happens all the time and it certainly shows up in my office when adults come in to work with me. So this is emotional abuse of children. It absolutely is. And it's completely unnecessary. So I wanted to share this with you today because I wanted you to have a clear idea of what is emotional abuse. So you could know whether or not it's happening to your children, but so you could also know if it happened to you. You know, I have groups that you can be in that are on my website and they're called emotional savvy circles and you can find them by going to my website for relationship help for relationship help dot com slash e s c e s c for emotional savvy circle and i moved them off facebook so that they are completely safe and they are completely invisible anywhere except on my website. And they're behind a login, so you are safe. You want to talk about these things, learn about these things, ask your questions. So for relationshiphelp.com slash ESC. Emotional abuse is something that immature people engage in. Selfish people, self-centered people, people with narcissistic tendencies, hijackals. Remember my definition of hijackals. These are the people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and relentlessly scavenge them for power, status, and control. And they will do that with an adult and they will do that with children. And this is emotional abuse. If I can help you, I'm always here to help you join the group at forrelationshiphelp.com slash ESC or come and work with me privately. New clients can use my introductory program at forrelationshiphelp.com slash join. I look forward to talking with you soon and take really good care of yourself. 
I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at 4RelationshipHelp.com, F-O-R, Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at 4RelationshipHelp. Join me for next week's show.